So if you're not uh, normally with us or are wondering, um, we don't normally have the kids upstairs, but this Sunday we gave our teachers a break, and so uh, I'll do my best to engage the kids, and uh, you know, if they engage you, uh, feel free to engage them back. Uh, worship is not just listening to God's word, but responding to it um, in ways that please him. So kids, kids, what is something that you want for Christmas? Can you think of, yeah, car? Ooh, man, I'd love car. <laughs> man, maybe we should just listen to Daniel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any, anybody else? You got something you want for Christmas? Wyatt just wants some freedom? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so it's interesting, you know, kids, when, when we want something for Christmas, we just kind of ask for it, uh, and then we, we wait, and then we open the gifts. Uh, you, there's not a lot of seeking in the way that we celebrate Christmas. Uh-huh. You're seeking out somebody. Uh-huh. So, so you know, there's, there's not a lot of seeking when it comes to Christmas. I, I just might hold you if you want. Yeah. All right. One-year-old right here. So, uh, have you ever played the game hide and seek? It only works. You haven't? Well, here's how it works. Someone goes, someone goes to hide, and then someone else comes to seek. But if you're hiding, and that seeker kind of just gives up, it's, it's boring. It's, uh, you're just out there, like, waiting, and you're, you're bored. Um, and so it only works if you, if you hide and seek. And when we celebrate Christmas, often we do a lot of asking for things, but not a lot of seeking. So, so this, the, the first Christmas, the first Christmas when Jesus was born, it was a lot different. People were seeking him. Uh, the shepherds, and we're going to look at the wise men who came seeking Jesus. So uh, we're going to just start by reading the story out of Matthew chapter 2. It'll be on the screen if you'd like to follow along. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east, uh, they arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who's been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east, and we've come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired, Herod inquired of them, Where is the Messiah to be born? And they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet. And then, he, and then it's quoted, Matthew quotes the Old Testament. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah, for out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. And when you have found him, report to me, so that I too may come and worship him. After hearing the king, the magi went on their way, and the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented to Jesus gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, the Magi left for their own country by another way. Now, when they had gone, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, 
Take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. So Joseph got up and took the child and his mother while it was still night and they left for Egypt. He remained there until the death of Herod. And this was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt I called my son. Then when Herod saw that he'd been tricked by the Magi, he became enraged and sent and slew all of the male children who were in Bethlehem and all of its vicinity from two years old and under, according to the time that had been determined by the Magi. Then what had been spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and she refused to be comforted because they were no more. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph, while, the, while he was in Egypt and said, get up, take the child and his mother and go into the land of Israel for those who sought the child's life are dead. So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in place of his father, Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned by God in another dream, he left for the regions of Galilee and came and lived in a city called Nazareth. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets. He shall be called a Nazarene. So now I'm going to try to retell the story to the kids. Uh, kids, can you think of like some advantages to being bigger? Like this year you're bigger than you were last year. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe you can sing louder. You can run faster. Maybe you can be more helpful to your parents. Well, King Herod asked the religious leaders, where is the Messiah to be born? And they were probably expecting a big place. But instead is Bethlehem. Bethlehem who's too little to be among the clans of Judah. And so God sometimes, sometimes he surprises us and he, he does things in the midst of in the midst of the small, in the midst of the little. So they were seeking him and they found God to be moving in the midst of the small things, in, in a small place. And then finding is another part of this story. When the Magi arrived at, at the home of Jesus, they fell to the ground and they gave him gifts. So part of their worship, part of their celebration of Jesus' birthday was to give gifts. And after the seeking and the finding, there was, there was following. You see, God told Mary and Joseph, there's some bad people you need to run away from. And so they ran away. They followed God. They did what he said. And then God told the Magi, you need to, you need to not go back the same way you came. You need to follow me. And the Magi followed God. And we also must follow God. So adults, this isn't just a cutesy kids lesson. Um, we are to seek, we are to expect to find, and we are to follow who we have found. And maybe, maybe you hear this story, maybe you read this story and you think, well, the Magi got a star to follow. Joseph got visions and dreams of angels. All I have is a Bible and a church, maybe a few friends. Um, maybe that's the trouble with my, my, my life. I need something bigger and better. Uh, and I, I want to just say, I think that's very faulty and dangerous thinking. 
the writer of Hebrews begins his letter by saying this. Hebrews 1.1. 1, 1, in the past, like in the Old Testament, God spoke at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. Jesus is the defining, crucial way that we understand and determine who God is and how he speaks to us. And then he, he writes later on in the book of Hebrews, see to it that you don't refuse him who speaks. Because if they in the past did not escape, when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we when we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? So in our seeking and in our expectation of finding good gifts this Christmas, the ultimate good gift of Jesus, and in our desire to follow him, I just want to say, don't glorify how you find Jesus. Glorify who you find. Glorify him. So don't, don't, don't make a big deal about how Jesus is coming to you, but just make a big deal that Jesus has come to us. He is available to us. And while, while some people followed God, like Mary and Joseph and the Magi, King Herod, King Herod was a bad guy. And he was a bad guy because he followed himself. And ultimately, behind his self-centered desires was the devil. So, if you read this story and you think, how could he slaughter all the, all the boys two years and under? It, it's because of who he was following. That's how. And it's the same for us. Who we follow shapes our lives. And, and, and don't think, you know, this is about perfection because nobody responds perfectly. But the Christian life is about Jesus' perfection setting our direction. And it's about us engaging in this process, this process over time to be shaped to become like him. And, and this isn't easy, okay? This isn't easy for us. It wasn't easy for them. Think about the wise men, kids. As the wise men were traveling, it's a long, hard journey. And parents, think about Joseph and Mary moving with a, about a two-year-old Jesus. <laughs> That's not easy either. With people looking to kill your child. But we need to remember in this Advent season that what we're seeking in the end, it's all worth it. Jesus is worth all of our hardship. He's worth all of our seeking and we will find him. So I just want to end uh, by asking you, what do you honestly want for Christmas? What are you willing to seek? What do you want to find? Who are you willing to follow? And how far are you willing to go to seek him, find him, and follow him? Psalm 27.4 this is, this is becoming my prayer uh, for the coming year, and, and I encourage you to, to integrate it into your life too. Psalm 27.4 says, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in his house all the days of my life to gaze upon his beauty and to seek him in his temple, which for them, the temple was where he resides. And so, so, Look at your Christmas wish list and, uh, and, and make it about Jesus.
I want you, Jesus. I want all of my life to be about you. And, and I want you to come back soon. And the best way to look forward to that, the best way to seek that, is to live right now in light of your return. So let's pray together. Lord, whether we're two years old um, or whether we're 92 years old, uh, we can comprehend and we can move towards making our lives about you, about seeking you and finding you and, and following you. So when we ask for your kingdom to come and your will to be done, uh, we're confident that we will get what we ask for eventually and in your, in your way, in your timing. So help us to set our hearts on seeking you and not just the gifts you bring, but you, relationship with you. We believe you're worth all of our seeking.